0: What is up, everybody? We're doing our one and only full-length appendix story here today. Everybody else has gotten kind of the abbreviated. Let me take you from first pain to now. Plus, I got some other stuff I, I want to talk to you guys about. The high-life hats and uh, the "I'll Wrestle You" T-shirts should be up on my site right now if you guys are looking for those. But and this is, I think, gonna be the only song I play today. I've heard a couple people say that the music and me picking it up breaks the flow and. And honestly, I don't hear enough positive or negative about the music to where it matters to me. So if one dude is like, hey, I hate the music, that's fine. It's I do it more for me just because I love music, but it does take me out of the story a lot of times and you know it's hard for me to get back i'm not really good at picking up where i left off so it is a beautiful thursday though here in los angeles and uh yeah let's get started happy to be back on fairly normal happy to be here um and uh Wow. Lots happened since last we talked. I'm missing an organ. That's not great. Uh, so we missed last week here on this show, um, but it's been an, it, it quite an, an eventful week or so. I will say that like we definitely uh we got some we've we missed some stuff. Let's start. First of all, I haven't talked to you guys since I've been to Philadelphia. What a great fucking weekend in Philadelphia. Thank you to everybody who came out to see the shows. Despite the fact that Joe Rogan, Joe Diaz, Sebastian, and Patton Oswalt were in town, um, we still packed that place out. So thank you guys very much for coming out and checking out the shows and and buying some of the t-shirts and the hats. And the support was fantastic for whoever came out to those Philly shows. Thank you so much. Um, So this is where it starts. I'm coming back from Philly. I land, um, I go up to my brother's house, um, we uh, we go out to dinner with my beautiful niece and his wife and me and Beth, and we go to California Pizza Kitchen, which I can tell you, I hadn't been to in a long time, ate the fuck out of some mac and cheese, um, I had a little bowl, it was good stuff, right? Come back to the house, smoke a little weed, duh. And I don't know, maybe around nine 30, I just start to feel this pain, but the best way it's felt like indigestion. Like it was really like just burning, but it was a different burning. Like I couldn't, I couldn't take away the pain. I couldn't get comfortable. Weed wasn't taking away the pain. I was kind of, t- I was out in the living room and I was telling Beth, I'm like, oh, my stomach is just killing me. I don't know what's going on. And so I was like, I'm gonna stay out here. I was feeling nauseous. And um, I can't, I'm not comfortable on my back. You know that, you know, guys. You First you lay on your back, you're like, that doesn't work. Then you lay on your side and you're like, that doesn't work. And you lay on your other side, you're like, that doesn't work. And every time I laid on my side, by the way, and this is why I thought it was food poisoning, it really just felt like, I was moving painful stuff from side to side. And I'm like, this is just, and then I tried the old on, you know, on your knees with your arms stretched out like a yoga position and none of it's working. And then I start to feel nauseous. And when I say I threw up, that is not going to be the correct description because nothing came out, but it was the most violent dry heave in and in such rapid succession there was no break it was like six or seven just like straight up like my insides were screaming just like a roar but it was just like it was like my body was trying to get rid of all my organs through my mouth right out through the mouth hole they were trying to deposit it and i because it And I started to think, wow, is this food poisoning. I don't feel like I go to the bathroom at all. You know, one of the, the, you know, because food poisoning, I've never had it, but I've heard it comes out both ends at the same time that you got to be real strategic about that, by the way, got to be real strategic. So I am there and it is terrible and it is violent and it is rough. Um, But I'm like, this is going to be gone by, you know, 24 hours because I start to feel the pain push go down right it's almost like it's working its way down like so i'm thinking okay whatever i swallowed it hit there it's making its way through whatever is there which is i don't know one of the intestines i don't know if you guys know about this this about me not a doctor i have no idea where anything is no idea if you were like where's your liver i'd be like it's in the uh, midsection area either on the right or left and either towards the front or the back and that's basically how I'd break it down. Where are your kidneys? I know I got two of them. I'm assuming they're not right next to each other, but I don't know if they really are. Where's your gallbladder? Somewhere in that same area. Everything's kind of, you know, in that area. Not, I know it's above the waist and it's below the heart. So, you know, but I, I feel like it's working its way down. I'm like, okay, this is eventually going to, and it gets down The pain, gets down to around my waistline still a little uncomfortable up top, but it gets down around the waistline. So I'm like, all right, now we're going to make our way through whatever from the waistline to the asshole, which is, I'm assuming some sort of intestine or a colon or just whatever we call it, the poop shoot, right? We're going to make it to the poop shoot. Poop shoot's going to get everything out. I'm going to be fine by tomorrow. So I don't sleep that entire night. And even, you know, I'm trying to get TV to put me to sleep or to it's just a rough night. The weed's not working. Rough night, you know? So I wake up the next day and Beth's like, I got some stuff to do today. Are you, are you okay? And I figured, yeah, I'm gonna be fine. I started to feel a little fever, but I was like, I'm gonna be fine. This is just going to work its way out. Um, and I will, uh, I'll check up, you know, check in with you during the day if things aren't going well. So I kind of didn't want to bother her, you know, but at one point in time I was, I was in the backyard and I would and I'm working my way through the day. I'm trying to eat some saltines. I went saltines. And, you know, those came up kind of violent. And uh, I started to get this fever. And I just text her, I need help. Because, and that's not my thing. Like, I can usually I, need, I can ride things out, but I need help. So she was in an appointment. And as soon as she got out of the appointment, she sees the text. She comes right home. And she comes in the backyard and I, at this point have 105 temperature and I'm just shivering in the backyard and, but I still think I can ride it out. So she comes out and she looks at me and she's like, you're going to hospital. And I was like, well, I'm not going to hospital. She was like, get the fuck. And her, the, the, uh, Dustin, who is her partner in the, um, free to be an artist. He was here and thank God he was here. And, um, she was like, Dustin's driving, we're pouring you in the backseat, we're getting you up. So I, I walk, you know like you ever seen those people who probably have some bone issues where they're bent over at the waist, but that's just how they walk. You know what I mean? You ever seen one of those people and you're like, how do you get like that? Well, I'll tell you how you get like that. You have appendicitis and I, I'm, I'm straight over bent over and doing the shuffle out to the car. We get to the hospital, we drive hundred miles an hour, we go in the wrong way. The do not enter sign. Boop. Pull up. Get out. Pour me out. And we walk into the hospital. And this is a hospital that's right off of Ventura Boulevard, right? We walk into the hospital. And the guy, the you know, the welcoming guy, the guy behind the first the admission, the gatekeeper, is a bit of a dick. And I don't bet Beth is not in the mood for that. So she's like, we need to get him a bed and he's got 105 degree temperature and that is just not okay. We need to get some ice on him. And he's like, you're gonna need to fill this out. Of course, you're gonna fill it out and um, wait in the waiting room. So Beth's like, okay. And I start to shuffle into the waiting room. Well, somebody had taken a shit in the waiting room and that person was sitting by himself in a corner and there was like a radius, like he had like. The entire waiting room to himself, except there were 14 people jammed up against the far wall. Right. And I take one step in. I'm already nauseous. I'm like, yo, there's no way I'm heading into the doo doo zone. You know what I mean? Like I already don't feel good, but I and all the seats are taken away from them. I'm going to have to enter the doo doo zone. No, thank you. And we asked the people who were in there, like, how long you guys been in here? Like, we've been here in there, like t- 30 minutes. They're like, how long has he been in there? And they were like, he's been in here since we got here. I'm like, nobody's come in and clean up the poo crapper. You know what I mean? Like, what? So I shuffle out and I tell Beth, I'm not waiting in there. I can't wait in there. I can't wait in there. I'm already feeling bad enough. I'm already feeling bad enough. I'm not going to wait. I'm not taking a, a, a ride into the number two zone. That's not happening for me. I shuffle outside and I lay down basically on Ventura Boulevard. I got 105 degree temperature and I'm dry heaving just violently. And Beth tells the guy, we're going to be waiting outside. And the guy said, you can't wait outside because if we call your name and you're not here, we're giving the bed to somebody else. And Beth was like, hey, there's shit in the waiting room. We're not waiting in the, in the waiting room with shit. You you guys gonna have to come out and get us. And he was like, we don't do that. And she, so we get lucky, you know, my sister-in-law, um, had some connections with the hospitals, and she was like, "Okay, motherfucker." And she was like, "You wait," and the security guy came out and we can't can't have you lying here. And I was like, "Hey man, go clean up the shit in the waiting room, and the rest of us will wait inside." But they weren't doing it, so I was like, "There's no way. There's no way I'm going in there." And if they don't, if I miss my call because they won't clean up the poop, we're gonna have some problems. So, because at this point I'm still at 105 guys. I'm shivering I'm vomiting I don't know what's going on I'm a little disoriented and my stomach is fucking killing me so and I still think it's food poisoning by the way I don't know what else it could be and um Beth makes a call to her sister and is like hey we got to get him in but and they won't call us in unless he waits in the poo zone and we don't want to wait in the poo zone and she said let me make a couple calls so I'm laying outside and they're like, we cleaned up the poo zone as best as we could. We need you to walk inside. And I was like, oh no. But as I'm struggling to get out to walk inside, they call my name. Beth's sister came through big time getting us in there. We would have had to sit in the poo zone for a long time. They go and they put me in a room. <laughs> um, in a room in the ER. And doctor comes in and he's like, what's going on? And I tell him. And he's like, all right. And um, he said, let me try to, f-. and he, he's like, let me touch a couple parts of your body. You know, it sounds sexy, but it isn't. And he touches around. He goes, this hurt? No, does this hurt? No. He touches where my appendix was. He was like, as soon as he put my hand, his hand on it, he was like, does this hurt? I was like, a lot. My brain wanted to scream, get your fucking hand off of there. But it came out a lot. Right? Your brain is like, your brain wants you to panic. Your brain wants to be like, hey, dude. Hey, man. Hey, if you touch that part again, it's going to be go time, but you want to try to stay cool. You know what I mean? Like I was still trying to stay cool. So I just said a lot, but in my head, I was thinking, uh, uh, mom, please come help me. You know what I mean? Like in my brain, I was like, "Oh, Oh, you know, my brain was crying. And, uh, so he touches, he was, I think you got appendicitis. And, um, he said, uh, you know, we can, we can operate. And I was like, uh, do you do other tests besides the two finger test? And he was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to put you, you know, the two finger, like I rest two fingers on you. Let's remove that organ. What? He was like, no, no, we're going to put you MRI and stuff. But he said, but how about we get you some pain meds first? And I said, that sounds like a really good idea. One that I am a hundred percent on board for. He said, how do you feel about morphine? I said, right now I feel pretty good about it. Like, um, like it's my best friend. Like, why are we still talking? Like, how about you just put that shit in me right now? That's like, I've told you guys a time that Jacob almost cut his toes off, right? And we were in the ER and they couldn't give him pain meds until they see what the deal is with the injury. But as soon as they hooked him up to that needle, he was like, when is it going to work? Oh, that's better. As soon as it was like a fucking, as soon as that needle went in and they just flicked the bag, that morphine went in, he was just like, yeah, that's way better. I'm good. But so for me, I'm real sensitive to opiates and morphine especially makes me puke. And the last thing I want to do is puke with this pain in my stomach. But I was taking the morphine. So I guess for me, this is the way morphine hits. And I'm sure it's for everybody else. It's a warm, hot, uncomfortable rush. My eyes kind of roll to the back of my head. But then I just feel nauseous. But if it's possible to feel nauseous from head to toe, that's how I feel. You feel nauseous. From head to toe, you know, it's just not—it's not great. But it takes it away, and it's an immediate. But it doesn't last as long. It's not like Percocet. Percocet takes longer to hit you, but it lasts longer. Morphine hits you harder, but it gets in and out of your system. But I'm like on board for this, right? So I take my morphine, and they go, "We're going to take you down, get you a little MRI." Guy was wheeling me down. He's talking about his experience. He goes, it's funny. Everybody has, you know, a lot of people get their appendix out when they're when they're young. I guess it happens when you're young. Like, the guy even said to me, you're kind of old. I was like, take it easy, man. With the kind of old shit. He goes, you're kind of old to have your appendix out. And I was like, yeah, yeah, well, you're kind of old to be a nurse. So, how we, how's that? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe, uh, you know, maybe the 90-year-old nurse. Maybe you're kind of old to be a nurse. So, but he tells me, he goes, you know, when I had my appendix out, the surgery was way worse. And he shows me this scar. I'm like, yo, dude, this is not like show and tell, man. You're not making me feel any better by showing me your scar around your wrinkly-ass skin. He was like, yeah, I've had this scar for like 30 years. Great. How about you just put me in the, like, you're not making, your bedside manner. Do you want to show me anything else? Do you want me to show me your hemorrhoid scars? Like, how about the scar, you know, can you show me your polio vaccine too? Like, I don't need, what the fuck, brother? Just get, let's get me in the MRI. Let's make sure this, needs, this thing needs to come out. Puts me in the MRI. Uh, we we did the, the thing where they shoot the dye in you, you know. And um, puts me in the MRI. And they get the results back. They're like, definitely appendicitis. Uh, but it can wait, the surgery can wait till the next day. It's not burst. We don't think we it's so funny when they say we don't think we don't think it'll burst by tomorrow. But you got to say we don't think just for insurance. It's just like one time we were on a plane. and It was super stormy. And the guy, the pilot comes on. He's like, uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, it's a little bumpy, uh, but um, I think we're going to make it. And I, and I hit the call button right away. I was like, "Bing! what does he mean? He thinks what do he means. He thinks he thinks he's going to make it. You got to be 100 percent sure, man. Like nobody needs a hero, just turn us around. We're all good with landing wherever you want. But as long as you're a hundred, you're on the hundred percent spectrum. Not the I think. You know I think everyone's gonna live. Nope. I need I need you to be a little more confident up there. Even if you're lying to my fucking face, I need you to be a little more confident. So um. Okay, hold on one second, one second, one second, guys. I gotta press pause. So we're back. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, so yeah. So I'm like, I need a hundred percent. I need a hundred percent certainty that this is what's happening, you know? So appendix, we can do it the next day. I go upstairs into the room and, uh, my brother's there and, and, um, Beth's there and I'm just super uncomfortable, you know, and, and, uh, but I'm happy to be in a hospital. I'm happy to be in the room but I just, I start to get super thirsty, but they can't put anything in my stomach. They're like, sorry, well, you can't have any water. You can't have anything. And I was like, well, how about just an ice chip? Because I was peeing because they were pumping me full IVs, but I couldn't take anything orally or as they called it, nothing in the mouth, which oh, every time they said it, I made him say it a couple of times. Just to hear him say it. I'm like, can I get some water? And they're like, no, nothing in the mouth. I'm like, how about a, how about an ice chip? They're like nothing in the mouth. I just made him say nothing in the mouth. Like as many times as possibly could. Just because guys, I still got to get some entertainment out of this situation too, you know, but I'm laying there. And honestly, I never wanted, I'd sucked a dick for an ice chip at that point in time. I just wanted moisture. I just wanted like the combination of moisture and crunch like, it gave me texture and relief. Oh, I've never wanted an ice chip so badly in my life. I kept telling my wife, I'm like, snake me an ice chip. But I guess I can't, nothing can be in your stomach when you have surgery because of some word they told me. You can blah, blah, blah. And I was like, that sounds serious. So I'm not going to do that. But boy, did I want an ice chip so badly. So I am like, all right. And, the, the, you know, the it's just ivy no ice chip i'm just peeing and i and i it's like being hung over without drinking like i want the if i'm gonna be hung over i will I at least want the, the the pleasure of drinking the night before if i'm gonna pee for two minutes at a time i might as well not be fucking thirsty enough to suck somebody's dick for an ice chip you know what i mean like i felt cheated but I'm sitting there, I, I um I did discover in the hospital that uh, Last Call with Carson Daly is still on TV for some reason. So, b- by the way, dude, that dude, I don't know, and I, God bless him, I'm so happy, don't begrudge anybody, but the boringest man in America somehow has carved his way to a really good career. Like, the single boringest host of all time. The, the, oh, he is like... It's like, he's like a Thanksgiving dinner. You know what I mean? So, and the TV in the hospital, there were only four channels that I could watch. There was 50 channels, but they all froze except for four channels. What I mean by froze is I watched the last episode of friends, but I only saw six frames like it would play for like 30 seconds and then it would freeze. You could still hear the voices, but it was just frozen on one frame. It was it's super frustrating and crazy way to watch a TV show. Uh, it was really interesting, actually, because I was like, this is, I'm actually going to be able to tell which jokes work just on jokes and which ones work because I see Chandler's face. You know what I mean? And the four channels that came in were ESPN, which I basically watched for four days in a row, um, it was a, one of the, like a Chinese station, but it was like Chinese diplomats arguing in a room, Fox news and, um, a local station. So it was like everything else froze. So I'm sitting in bed. It's, I'm hopped up now on morphine and I'm watching these frozen shows It's so crazy. And Carson Daly and frozen Carson Daly is just as exciting as real action. Carson Daly. Wake up the next day. We still don't have a time for surgery. I still haven't seen a surgeon. Nothing. And so I'm like, I'm asking the nurse, do we have time for surgery? Is there a time? She's like, no time. So Beth calls my sister-in-law again. And she's like hey we don't still have time for surgery it's getting worse because we didn't have a doctor at that hospital it was just the hospital's closest you know what I mean so I'm flying blind I don't know anybody there I don't have a point of reference They're, my my doctor isn't at this hospital and she calls her sister and her sister says hold on one second she calls back five minutes later and she said hey uh, there's a woman named Tisha who's going to be coming in um, and she'll have a time for you not kidding press hang up thirty seconds later, Tisha comes in hey, we have a time for you for surgery. oh I felt like a G like a straight up G right so shes we got time for you and twelve thirty and it's doctor whatever his name is, and it's gonna be great and I'm like, great I said, can I get a nice chip She said no and I'm like, okay, so <laughs> we're prepping 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 We're getting ready for the surgery and um I go downstairs, and I still haven't met my doctor. And right before the surgery, I, I, I'm, I've i waited for as long as I can for the pain. I can't do it. I do a little more morphine. And I'm being wheeled down. Now, as I'm being wheeled down, guys, I'm passing signs throughout the entire hospital. Make sure this is the right patient. Ask this patient his name. Make sure you're doing the right procedure. I'm like, oh, everywhere you turn. When I, when I went into the operating room, huge on the wall two i think two out of the four walls four out of actually every wall there was a sign make sure this is the right patient make sure you're doing the right procedure today and i asked the anesthesiologist i'm like why is this on every wall And he goes you know why it's on every wall because we've operated on the wrong person before what the fuck can you imagine going in for like an appendectomy and leaving like hey you can have kids now what no, I, I don't need, huh? Like I, do, is it, do I have a vagina? Like what is, what happened? Hey, I went in for a nap and asked me, yeah, you know whether your eye works, God. My eye always worked. It did? Yeah. And we fixed your shoulder. What was wrong with my shoulder? I don't know. You came in for it. No, I didn't. That would be fucking crazy. If you still had your appendix, but you didn't have your foot, you'd be like, what? Is that where my appendix is? I had no wonder I didn't know. But I'm sitting there and the anesthesiologist is, is, uh, you know, he's giving me, the, you, you ever had, and you know, they have to go over the risks, which make it sound so terrible. You know what I mean? They, But they have to give you the risks, but you're like, you could die. I'm like, got it. Let's quit, skip past could die. Because I, if I don't have the operation, like, what are my alternatives? I still have to have the operation. So don't give me the could die. You know, I get it. Dangers. Let's just do this. And I'm nervous. The anesthesiologist has made me nervous now. And I'm like, oh, shit, right? I don't want to be nervous going into this. I just want to relax. And out of nowhere, this doctor appears. He's like, I'm your doctor. And he just like like dressed. He just had this combing. And I go, oh, hey. And he put his hand on my shoulder. And he was like, um, you look a little nervous. I'm like, I just talked to the anesthesiologist. And he tapped my shoulder just to stop me from talking. He goes, hey, I just want you to know I've done a million of these. And he just leaned in a little more and he goes, I'm the best. And I was like, oh, shit. And for whatever reason, he filled me with such confidence. I was like, look, this dude appeared out of nowhere. He put his hand on my shoulder, which had this calming effect. And he was like, hey, man, go to sleep. I'm the best. And I was like, no, oh, fuck, I'll just have a nap. You know what I mean? I'll just have a fucking nap. I'm ready to take a little nap. No worries. And I'm out. I wheel reel in. Anesthesiologist puts me out. He's like, you calm? I'm like, I'm so calm. Whoever that doctor was, he was the best. I never saw him after. By the way, never saw the doctor after. Never saw him after my surgery. He didn't come in the day after my surgery. He didn't come in the day after that. And every time we asked, I'm like, is the doctor coming in? They were like, maybe. He might not be in. Is the doctor coming in? Nah, I'm not sure. The I it was like I it was like that. My doctor was the Bagger Vance, of you know append of, of appendix surgeries. Like you know, he comes in just out of nowhere. He's like the Kaiser Sose, of appendix Thursday surgeries, and just like that, he was gone. Like it, but he was magic because guys, I truly believe that a lot of what happens post surgery. Has to do with your surgeons. How good is your surgeon? Like my hernia hurt for weeks after. Weeks. And I heard people be like, yeah, I was, up, I was up the next day. Two days later, I was at work. But I could tell when I walked into my appendix guy, and this was who my insurance had recommended. So if I wanted my insurance, I needed this dude, right? His wig was crooked. You know what I mean? He was pushing 70. He was the hands were a little shaky. The lab coat did not fit the way it was supposed to fit. You know what I mean? This was the dude who's not attention to detail just looking around was not great. I would like my doctor to have incredible attention to detail. You know, this dude, guys, pain-wise, pain-wise. I was in a little bit of pain the day after surgery. I'm fine. I'm fucking fine. I get a little tired, but I'm fine. This dude, the Bagger Vance of appendix surgeries, came in, put his hand on my shoulder, and just, ah, magic. Magic! Uh, hernia? Not so magic. Anyways, this is where the embarrassing stuff starts. I'm laying in bed, night after surgery. I'm a little groggy, you know, but I've told them, hey, after today, I don't want any more morphine. Let's switch it over to Percocet. And then by the time I leave the hospital, I'm not taking any more pain pills. Like I haven't had, I have a a drawer full of Oxy. I'm not taking that shit. I don't need it. Right. So I'm laying in bed that night and I've put on a pair of the hospital underwear because it's, it, there's no tight waistband, you know, they're comfortable. They're no Mack if You know what I'm saying? But they're comfortable enough. No, but there's no constriction on the, on the waistband. And I have one of those plastic bottles, like a plastic horn. And by the way, they've shaved my junk. But just to the base of my dick. Not around the sides. So my dick at this point in time looks like a Hasidic Jew. You know, with the fucking things on the side. It does, It's not a good looking... It's not a good... It looks like an old, bald dude who has grown the side of his hair out. You know, and it has like a... You know, it's not great. It's not a good look for me. So... But I got the... um. And this whole time, the nurses have been telling me, you got to pass gas. You got to pass gas. We can't let you go till you pass gas. And because they need to know I'm not blocked up from all the opiates and whatever's been happening. And uh, so I'm there Tuesday night after the surgery and I have my little plastic horn that I pee in because I don't want to get up because I still am a little sore. And I pee in the horn and as I'm pulling it up, I spill a little pee on myself. And I'm like, damn it. I ring the the nurse button and my underwear off and I get it on the floor near the bed and I say to her and this is this young woman and I say to her um I'm gonna need some more underwear I got a little pee on myself and she looks at me with just this pity in her eyes and she goes do you need a diaper what no I don't need a fucking diaper I said no 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 I just get a little pee on me and she looked right at me and she goes did you make a mess I was like what the fuck I didn't make a mess I didn't make a mess I don't need a diaper you know what I mean? Like now, because she, I'm like, and I asked her, I go, how old do you think I am? Where well, like, you think people my age need diapers? And now, fair enough. When she said, do you need a diaper? There was for a minute a flash in my head like, take the diaper. Take the diaper. But I was like, no, I'm not taking a diaper. She needs some underwear, please. So on the way out, she said, okay, but let me know if you change your mind about the diaper. You should take the diaper. No diaper. Put the underwear on. Okay. So uh, next day, I'm up and walking around the floor with my nurse. And she was so good. But she had a little bit of a cold that day. So she had her mask on. So first walk around, because they make you walk around to loosen it up, you know, and and so you don't get blood clots. First walk around the floor, it's like a rectangle. Think of it like a rectangle car track, right? And so I'm walking around, turn one turn two and she's like you know you need to pass gas like i I said i just don't feel i don't know you like i need to know you for at least a day before i'm farting in front of you you know what i mean unless we're on a plane then i'll fart on your leg but like i don't know you and it's there's no way for me to pass it off as anything else but me you know it can't be the dog it's just me and you walking around so i don't it doesn't happen for me first time in the afternoon trip she's like listen i need you to pass gas you can't leave here until you start passing gas. I'm like, well, I need to get out. Now, that morning, Wednesday morning, they had let me eat some pudding. And by the way, that first ice chip I had, guys, <gasps> I ate like with a spoon like it was an icy. I ate a whole cup of ice. Like, fuck, just crunching it. More ice, please. All right, So easy to please, everybody. Cheap date. Cup of ice. So the next morning, they give me pudding. Now, you guys know me. I don't, it's not really my thing, pudding. And what really isn't my thing is that dairy in general, like a whole dairy, like a whole milk or like a really goes through me. And so this was like a whole milk pudding and I haven't had whole milk in probably a decade. And I'm thinking this is going to go through me if nothing does, but no poop. I'm like, ah, dang. But I get up for the afternoon walk. And I start to walk and I go around turn one. She goes, You know, you're gonna need to pass gas. And I start to feel a little gurgle. And so I'm like, oh, we go around turn two. And I'm like, yeah, dog. We we about to do some shit, you know? And I get to turn three and I look at her like proud. Like, here it comes. And the sound, all I can tell you is the first of the sound that came out of my butthole. It sounded like Steph Curry dribbled a ball, a basketball real quick off the ground like 30 times like da you know like the 30 da-ba-ba-ba-ba. like we with some force though and she looks at me like well that's that's impressive and i looked at her like ma i should have taken that diaper oh i blew a tire around turn three everybody yeah turn three uh the car gave out a little bit and i think it was a combination of the walking and the uh, dairy where you know that uh, listen And I've said this, you know, there's that 90s band Puddle of Mud. That's that's basically what it was with two D's. It was not good, but she had the mask on. So she just thought that I had passed gas. So she's like, good for you. And I was like, not really. You know what I mean? I was thinking to myself, I just need to make it around turn four and get into my room. That's where the pit stop is. You know, I need to change these tires. (laughs) As I'm walking and I'm not walking that quickly yet. I'm passing other nurses, other patients. They for sure can smell the poop. The nurse can't, but if they're guessing who that smell's coming from, I know they're not guessing her, you know? So I'm like, oh, man. And I'm just passing people. And I can see their the expression on their faces change as they start to walk closer to me. It's so embarrassing. So I uh, make it around turn four. Make it into the room, and I tell the nurse, i got to hit the bathroom. Now, the bathrooms are about the size of an airplane bathroom. They're not—nothing. Take the un- underwear off, throw it in the trash can. It definitely has, a, like, a deposit. I've made a deposit. I get a washcloth. I soap it up. I wash myself off. I throw that in the trash can. And then I throw two other washcloths in the trash can, just out of respect. You know what I mean? Just being like, hey, listen, I'm so sorry I did this to your friend. Um, but out of respect— let's uh let's throw a couple more on there to kind of cover that up and i go in and lay down put on a new pair of underwear maybe an hour later my curtain's drawn but the door's open because i've started to pass gas i want to air it out a little bit and um the dude who empties the trash walks in and he opens up the door to the bathroom and all i hear him say is good god because guys the the underwear was in the trash can but it, when, when poo, I, I, don't, I don't need to tell you this, guys. Way back when, the reason they put it underwater was because they were like, hey, guys, this smells so bad that we're going to need to put it underwater. And it still smells bad, right? So open-air poo is not something you can escape, especially when it's been in a tiny closed room for an hour. So he goes, good God, Right. And he, I hear him take the trash and put it in this thing. And the doors open as he's walking out. And he was like, hey. <laughs> I hear him go, hey, to one of the nurses who was apparently a fan. You, that guy on TV, you like, shit in the trash can. So I'm like, oh, no. I should have just admitted that I blew a tire. Because... Hold on one second, guys. Sorry about that. So here's the deal. Like, if I had just been honest, because you know I'm not the only person that's ever blown a tire going around this track. I'm not the only person that's blown a tire around turn three. So they're used to that. Right? So that's probably not the story. But the story is the dude on TV who pooped in the trash can. Like that is oh and I kept telling them I haven't been on TV in a long time, so don't 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 spread that rumor. Uh, but you know what I mean, like oh, it's so embarrassing. I should have known better. Obviously, you can't just poop in a trash can in a hospital and think nobody's gonna find out. So, I'm there for another couple of days. Um, I still have have not seen my doctor, Um, but the recovery guys has been like a breeze. And I thank you guys, all you guys. I'm gonna skip right to the getting out. It's it. I, I thank all you guys so much because I've already gone over my. That story could be an hour if I kept going. Holy shit. That's already at 40 minutes. Yeah, but so I, 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 the guy never came in, but the recovery was so quick. I did have one dumbass. Oh, my God. Who the night after my surgery just didn't quite understand that he couldn't swing my legs around. It was a rough sauce. And you know what's funny also? Like some nurses really... By the way, that job, ner- as a nurse, ps- uh, hats off to the patients you must have. The, for two nights, there was a large Samoan man um, on my floor, two doors down, who wouldn't let the nurses in. Leave me alone! He would just scream at him. Leave me alone! Leave me alone! I don't want to be here! Leave me alone! And they were like, you gotta give me your medicine. Leave me alone. They're like, why are you here? My mom made me come. So (laughs) there was a woman four doors down who was a little off her rocker who they eventually couldn't leave alone. They couldn't leave her alone. So there was a nurse, dedicated nurse, in her room for 24 hours a day. And I was talking to the nurses when I would walk. I'm like, you guys must have the craziest patience. You know what I mean? Not not with a T, with a C. You, you have great, you, you're, the patience you have to do this job and not be like, hey, motherfucker, you don't want medicine? Fine, get the fuck out of here. Hey, dude, you know what I mean? Like, they, they, you should hear some of the things that people say to these. I, unbelievable. Unbelievable. So hats off. And I had such great uh, care. You know, the doctor, even though I haven't seen him, I don't need to see Bagger Vance. He came in, he came out, he did his job. People are like, what about the post-care? I'm like, I can give a fuck. I feel good. You know, the nurses were great. The woman who didn't make fun of me for shitting myself, come on. Come on. You know, it was, it was, a it was, way, as far as hospital experiences go, they were fantastic. I did, I have dropped about 15 pounds. So those of you who, who are like, hey, you look terrible. Thank you. Um, And here's the, I'm going to leave you with this. Um, You guys know that my special is out uh, on comedianjoshwolf.com. And you know, I do this podcast and it's very personal and I speak my exact mind and I'm not going to lie to you guys. I know how many people listen to this and I know how many people uh, have bought my special. Um, And you know, my special, I shot by myself, produced by myself it's only five bucks. It's on my website, comedianjoshwolf.com. And I would like to know from the people who listen to this podcast. You know what this is. You know how personal this is. And the if you're listening to this podcast, I assume that means you have a connection to me or the pod. I would love to know because it's over 90% of you. If you're in that 90% and you haven't bought the special, Why? I'm really curious. At Josh Wolf Comedy on Twitter or wherever you want to reach out to me. Please tell me why. Please tell me why. I'm super curious because I was banking on, honestly, if I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't lie to you guys. I was banking on at the bottom, even if nobody else, I was like the fairly normal people are going to buy this special. They're going to buy it. Nope. Now, there have been from other, I I can see the, you know, and I can see the numbers go up after I do certain shows and certain promo, you know, and it spikes after I do radio stuff and all that stuff. Curious. If you listen to this podcast and you're listening right now, why not? I'm super curious. We haven't shared enough together. You don't know how fucking hard it was for me just to get that thing made. I'm super curious. If you listen to this, if you don't think I'm funny, just send it. Be like, I like your podcast. I don't like your stand-up. Okay. You know, my only response to be would be that would be, hey, it's five bucks. You could support a brother. You know what I mean? I, I'm curious, guys. I am a little curious as to why. And you respond to me however you want. Like, the, hey, man, you shouldn't be saying that shit or you shouldn't be asking us that. Why not? Why not? Why can't I ask you? Why can't, why? I I feel like in a lot of podcasts, like I don't do ads really on this podcast and this podcast is just something that I do for us. So why can't I ask you? I'm not beholden to anybody. Uh, you you get the good and the bad here on this pod. Why not? If you're listening to this, why, and you've listened to this podcast for however many years, And, you you know, I go in and out of this podcast, but you've had your free, for sure, a lot of free podcast. Why not? Why haven't you, why haven't we reciprocated this relationship? Right? Because I don't, I, I don't turn your ears into dollars for this podcast, Right? I've had some offers of things that I just don't believe in so I, Or I had products I don't use And I don't want to inundate you guys with that shit Especially when generally we're talking about heavier stuff Why not? Why can't I ask you why? You haven't gone and taken a look at that special So please at me I'm so curious You guys know that this is not like a Motherfuckers I'm just really curious If you haven't gone to comedianjoshwolf.com to check it out, I would love to know why. Um, And you're not going to be punished or penalized for giving me your honest answer. I'm just super curious because I feel, if I'm being honest with you, a little silly. I really feel a little silly. You know, when I talk to the production company, I'd be like, "Hey, man!" They were like, "What about? It's kind of risky. The website people have to destination. It's not like Netflix or Amazon." And I was like, "Hey, I guarantee you, my people will go." And you know what? They haven't. They haven't. That's just the bottom line. They have not. The and the messages that I'm getting are getting. I'm getting from people. Like I said, from the radio stuff I've been doing or the other pods I've been doing, I'm curious. My people. Why? And at Josh Wolf Comedy, you can be mad at me all you want for asking, but we're honest enough with each other. You've heard some shit about me. So give it to me. All right, guys. You know I love you. ComedianJoshWolf.com for tour dates. Boston dates are my next ones. I had to cancel Jacksonville and uh, um, Long Island. I really apologize. Governors and Comedy Zone. I'll be back. Um, and then August, uh, October 11th and 13th is when I'm at Laugh Boston. Always love going to Laugh Boston. The High Live hats available on my website, comedianjoshwolf.com. You know what else is available on there? My fucking special. Ha ha ha. Check it out if you will guys. If not, please at Josh Wolf Comedy. You can either you can also if you feel more comfortable, so you can send me an email. Let me see if I got this one. What is The Fairly Normal Podcast? Send it to me. The Fairly Normal podcast at gmail.com. Tell me why we aren't listening I'm super curious. All right, everybody. Again, this is not me chastising. This is not me. I'm I just want to know. Like, what did am I did I push it out incorrectly to you guys? Uh, do you guys not think that I'm humorous? These are all not bad things. These are all things that I just need to know. You know what I mean? For my future. For my future of my business. I need to know if I can continue to do shit for free, guys. You know what I mean? I need to know that if I can count on things that I thought I could count on, because I might have to start reading things on this podcast, or I might just have to stop doing this one and just really focus on Prince and the Wolf. But I've learned a lot in these last couple months, six, eight months here in this town. And I've been doing a lot of things that I feel good about, but aren't good for my business. And people will all the time, they're like, that's dumb, man. You give too much shit away. You do too much free shit. And maybe they're right. Maybe they're fucking right. I don't know. But I want to know. I want to figure this out. And I want to figure it out in a way that makes it still feel natural to me. I like being accessible. I like talking to everybody. I like responding all the time. I like doing free meet and greets. I like sending shit away in the mail for free. I like all that stuff. Because it's more me. But I might have to change that shit. So at Josh Wolf Comedy, or you can email me at, and I'll figure out what the uh, password is, at um, the fairly normal podcast at gmail.com. Guys, come on. This is not a forced buy, but I do want a response if you can. This is not, I'm not forcing anybody to spend $5. But I would love a response that's free. As to why you decided not to. Because it'll help me. Figure out how I am going to approach things in the future. That's it. I just want to. I want to now. I'm at an age now guys. Where like. I'm like fuck this. How, How can I now take care of both? How do I now take care of me and you? But honestly for the first time ever. With the emphasis on me. With the emphasis on me. I look around at people who, anyways, with the emphasis on me. So I'm trying to uh, figure that out. I would appreciate your help. Let me know. You're not going to hurt my feelings. You know that. The Fairly Normal Podcast, at Josh Wolf Comedy on Twitter. Let's figure this shit out, everybody. I love you. We'll see you next week. Be good to each other.